Hello, my name is Sarah, and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hi there, everyone. How is your week going? Hopefully, it's going great, and you're just sailing through your life, finding the happiness and tools you need for the growth you want. I'll be honest with you, I had a kind of a rough week. No particular reason, I just I felt at odds with myself. Does that ever happen to you? Maybe there's something you can point to to explain it, but sometimes there isn't, and you just feel off. And that was my week. And it's tough to get back on. And even tougher is that the tools I use to get back to myself, meditation, yoga, exercise, all that stuff, are the things that I abandon first when I start to feel that way. It's really unfortunate, but I think it's pretty common. We get so overwhelmed with life and we get our priorities all turned around. And the only way for me to get back to myself is to double down on the practices that help me stay in touch with my true self. And those practices aren't work or chores or all the other things that I think I must do instead of what really matters. So If you've ever felt like that, just know that pretty much everyone does periodically, but every day, every minute, we have the opportunity to return to the practices that keep us grounded and peaceful. And when I can remember that, I find that the other parts of my life fall into place much more easily. So there's your homework for the week. If you reflect on what's happening in your life right now and find that there are practices that you're neglecting that would really make you feel better, let's recommit to bringing them back. It's not about perfection either. If your meditation habit has dropped, just get to it once this week. Something is better than nothing, and we're looking to make progress, not achieve perfection. So... Let me know how that goes, will ya? And also, here's a reminder that my free live new moon meditation is coming up on April 1st, 2022 at 8 p.m. Eastern U.S. The new moon is a time for rest and renewal and to plant the seeds of new ideas, new growth, just newness in general. It'll be on Zoom. The link for that is in the show notes, and I'll put it on Your Chakra Coach on Facebook and Instagram as well. Just drop in for a short meditation to center yourself for the new lunar cycle. If you listened last week, you know that we're doing a series on paired chakras using the Celtic chakra tradition. A wonderful resource for this is the book, The Celtic Chakras by Ellen Sentier. I'll be referencing it quite a bit today. So if you are interested in diving deeper, I highly recommend it. 
The Celtic chakra tradition has a lot in common with the Hindu tradition, which is likely the one that you're more familiar with. There are seven main chakras, and they're located in similar places in the body. The names are the same, and they have closely related attributes and associated issues. The stories and mythology are connected to them are different, of course, and there are different gods and goddesses and kings and queens, different tales told to teach the wisdom of the system. And in my opinion, there is value in all of it, in learning and absorbing varying traditions. You'll find that some resonate with you and some don't. Truthfully, I think that's one of the most amazing things about the chakra system. So many traditions have versions of it, and every time I explore one, I learn new things. It's hard not to get caught up in right or wrong or my way versus their way or any of those binary black-white choices. In, in my experience and in my studies, that leads to nothing but anger and distance. I'm always looking for ways to understand, uh, respect, and accept nearly all ways of thinking. Anyway, that's a, a bit of a digression, but since we're actively looking at a tradition that might not be the one we're most familiar with, it might be helpful to remind us that all these traditions come from the same place, and that's the human spirit or the divine or the universe. In some way, it's all connected, even when it's hard to see. One of the big differences in the chakra approach in the Celtic system is the spiral rather than the linear bottom-to-top or top-to-bottom path. Uh, I went over this last week, but a review probably won't hurt. When you're thinking about your chakra work, you likely think about starting with the root and moving up toward the crown. In this system, the Celtic system, though, we start at the heart chakra and move in a spiral pattern. Heart to solar plexus to throat to sacral to crown to root to third eye. The spiral shape is very important to the ancient Celts, and you can see it in their art and in their carvings in the temples there. It's reflected in the chakra path, and the path gives us the pairs that we're going to be working with today and in this series. The first two are the heart and solar plexus chakras. That's your first pair, which give us the heart's path or the path of vocation. That was last week's episode, so if you're interested in knowing more about that, go back to episode 115 and you'll learn all about it. The next pair is the throat and sacral chakras. And I can't tell you how much I use this pairing in my coaching work. In my experience, this is the pair that has the most imbalances and benefits so much from working on both energy centers at the same time. Partly because we tend to work in just one place until we think we're done there. It's a very Western masculine take on effort, working on individual pieces rather than seeing the system as a whole. We're, we're basically programmed to think of ourselves as a checklist 
We do this in all kinds of ways. We work one muscle group at a time when we go to the gym. We work on our mental health, ignoring the fact that mental health can't be separated from the body. We think we need to get our root chakras perfect before we move along. And in some ways, that feels a little easier, like we're breaking the problem into manageable pieces. I, I do that all the time, and, and I frequently recommend it. Lately, though, I've really been tapping into the idea that we lose sight of the bigger picture when we do that. Something to think about as you're exploring your energy work. What would happen if we didn't think of everything in such a linear way? And that's one thing that we can do when we work with chakra pairs. So, the throat and sacral chakra pair. The throat, as you may know, is responsible for expression, communication, listening, the beginning of understanding, creativity, and releasing your creativity into the world. The sacral chakra is responsible for emotions, relationships, reproduction, creativity. You can probably see where these go together, but to really just dial it in, emotions need to be processed and possibly expressed. Healthy relationships require clear and strong communication. We want to be heard and also to hear other people. Reproduction is a form of creativity, but there are other kinds as well. Emotional expression through art, for example. Even art that doesn't have a spoken component is expressed through the throat chakra just because of its energetic nature. And the inspiration for art and expression begins in the sacral chakra. When I first learned about this pairing, I I couldn't believe I hadn't seen it before. It just, it seemed so obvious and so fascinating because these are two places where our modern approach to life can cut off energy. Creation and arts are considered soft or not real jobs. Emotions are considered weaknesses that should be hidden. Healthy communication isn't something that anyone teaches us, and, and that makes it harder for us to teach it to our children. It's no wonder that these are two places where we see so many imbalances. Even if we feel fully empowered to experience our emotions, we might not feel confident expressing them. Or if we do express them, we, we then play the situation out in our heads on repeat, wondering if we said or did the right things because our poor throat chakras feel out of control and we, we beat ourselves up for every little thing that we say. And getting into a pretty sensitive topic, as women, approaching our creative reproductive roles is really hard, if not impossible, and everyone has an opinion on when and how and why we should or should not procreate. It feels like there is literally no right way to inhabit the role of woman in this society. So our sacral chakras get imbalanced and our throat chakras get imbalanced and we feel stuck and inhibited and sad or whatever it is that we feel. And there's probably someone somewhere telling you that whatever it is you're feeling, it's wrong. In the Celtic tradition, 
this pairing of the throat and sacral chakras is said to be the path of wisdom. And I love this because I think that our innate wisdom gets lost trying to navigate the world. As a culture, we overvalue intellectualism. And I in no way think that intellectualism is bad or wrong. We need all the parts of ourselves. And the intellect is a huge part of that. It's what allows us to take the inspiration of spirit and bring it into the world. The intellect gives us inventions and technology. Without intellect, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast because I wouldn't have the brilliant tools of a a microphone, the internet, phones, earbuds, all the things it takes to get this project to you. The problem is when we overvalue our thinking minds to the exclusion of wisdom. And here's where I want to make a subtle but important differentiation. Knowledge, which is the realm of thinking, is not the same as wisdom. Wisdom is the realm of the heart, or maybe intuition, or creation, or all of those things. Wisdom is where knowledge, where learning gets churned with relationship and emotions and creativity and purpose, where we can take all the things that we learn and transform them into something beautiful and useful. That's wisdom. Wisdom accounts for experience, the lived experience of each of us. It's why we need to listen to people who have had lives that are vastly different from ours. They have wisdom we can't possibly get to on our own. And why our wisdom also has value. Not more than someone else's, of course, but the wisdom that the dominant story in the world isn't the only one. Knowledge might let us hear that, but wisdom allows us to incorporate it into our being without diminishing our experiences or the experiences of others. Wisdom shows us that multiple things can be true, that multiple perspectives are correct, not just our own. Last week, I talked about the image of the cauldrons of posy, the the pots where the chakra pairs meet, combine, and allow for rebirth. Birth, of course, being both literal birth, but also a metaphor for change housed in the sacral chakra. The visual of the cauldron is that two of the three, two of the three cauldrons, the cauldron of vocation and the cauldron of wisdom, begin upside down in our lives, their openings facing the earth. And as we grow and change, collect and absorb wisdom in this case, the cauldrons begin to fill and tip. When I think of cauldrons, the image that immediately comes to mind, of course, is of brewing a potion. I understand that's not the only thing that they can be used for, but I have a clear picture of that. And I think it really suits what we're talking about here. If we're, we're filling the cauldron with knowledge, say, then 
creativity and emotion and expression and experience start to join in. And that's when we create the wisdom potion, if you will. It's not just a single thing that we can collect. You don't read a book or listen to a podcast and then have wisdom. You create your own wisdom potion with all the things that you personally bring to the mixture. But if we don't allow ourselves those things because we feel stifled, then we don't ever quite get to wisdom. If we have blocked or stagnant sacral chakras, we feel disconnected from our emotions or from other people without the flow of feelings and connection to provide discernment, we can't hope to turn knowledge into wisdom. So we work on freeing ourselves to feel. Same with the throat chakra. If we're stuck here, if our creativity isn't expressed, then wisdom dies with us. Conversely, the throat chakra is a brilliant filter, giving us the wisdom to know when to speak, when to remain silent, when to step in, when to sit back. A cloudy throat chakra loses that ability, and the contents of the cauldron of wisdom are never shared or used to their greatest potential. This cauldron, this chakra pairing, is associated with the poet, the artist. And I think it's I think it's obvious why, after all this talk about creativity, but I also find it fascinating that over the centuries, the millennia, that it's art that we use to connect ourselves to our roots, to our ancestors. Poems, paintings, literature, songs, all of the creative modalities that humans have used for all of history to convey emotions and explore the human experience. Poets, artists are the path to wisdom. Storytelling. And to me, this is also the path to healing these chakras, to balancing them within themselves and within their pairing, to tap into our creativity. I know I've said it a million times, but it's really important that when we think about creation, we don't get stuck in a box or the misconception that we have to be good at something to create it. Creation can be so many things. I couldn't possibly hope to list them all here. Arts, sure, but so many things. Maybe you cook. Maybe you create spaces, homes, office, physical spaces, or energetic spaces. Places where people gather. Places where you grow spiritually. Maybe you grow plants or flowers or vegetables. Or humans. Maybe you grow humans. Maybe you sing in your car, and that's expression. Or you journal. No one has to see your creativity for it to be expressed and important and healing. But if we want to gain wisdom about the world, about ourselves, our communities, then we need to do the work of balancing our throat and sacral chakras. Do you want to make a difference in your world? Here's a place to do it. And much like when we talked about the path of the heart, at a certain point, just because of the nature of humans, we're going to want to broaden our energetic field to include others, to work for the common good. And 
how can we support that effort without personal wisdom? The last thing I want to say on this subject is that wisdom is inside you. It's not something you're going to be able to get from the outside. It's a a beautiful blend of our shared history, intentionally seeking out other people's perspectives and our individual experiences. But in the end, true wisdom is going to come from pulling all those things together into your personal cauldron and seeing what bubbles up and the willingness to add and change and grow as new information and values present themselves. There's a lot of experimentation and self-trust that are going to come into play as you explore this pairing. Enjoy it. Play with it. Let it flow. And keep your energy open. That's, That's my best wisdom on the topic. Thank you again, everyone, for being here week after week and for connecting with me when you feel so moved. I appreciate your time and your energy and just you being you. Remember to find me on Instagram and Facebook at Your Chakra Coach and join me for the free live new moon meditation on April 1st, 2022. If you can't join then, it will be recorded and put on the Patreon page, which you are always welcome to join. If you enjoy this podcast, tell your friends about it. Share it with someone who might also benefit from our shared wisdom. It helps the podcast grow and it helps make a difference as we create the world that we want to live in. I love you all and I can't wait to talk again soon. Bye.